What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lennon Burden. Lennon, how are you doing this week? I'm doing well, man. Saw a lot of stuff this week. Like, this week, I actually, like, watched a shit ton of shit. And on our review portion, it's going to be interesting because we both watched a movie together, No Sudden Move, which we're going to talk about, the HBO Max movie. We're going to talk about Loki, per usual, Bachelorette at the end, but... You watched Promising Young Woman. You also watched yeah. Tomorrow War, which is like the yeah. main movie of this week. I actually didn't get a chance to watch Tomorrow War, but I watched Black Widow and then Zola's out. So there's like a bunch of like, it's a good time for movies. Like I'm going to the movie theater again tomorrow. So because I want to review Zola next week. I'm kind of pissed. I didn't watch that today, but, you know, I, I got, yeah, I, I, I got to... a new movie for him. I'm supposed to catch it too, but I also on the plane ended up catching Nobody, uh, which was actually I could see why people were calling it like a John Wick inspired deal. It was a pretty cool little action flick, very short, which I appreciated for a plane yeah, movie. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and then I saw the Kid Detective, which we talked about and reviewed before with Adam Brody, mm-hmm. which was actually a pretty well done movie stylistically uh, and pretty uh, good little twist at the end. So I'd recommend that for people if they want to watch it, don't pay for it. Um, Ooh, yeah, there's some things that I don't think people should be paying for. Like, yeah, yeesh, but bro. I would pay for Promising Young Woman. Uh, it was good. Like, it was, it was I, good. I heard it was controversial. I mean, it's, it's controversial because if you're a man, it's not a very fun movie to watch. Oh, I mean, like, you it know, it's pretty much about why why men are terrible. <laughs> see, me and my girlfriend had this conversation because, like, she was like all excited for Zola, and I was like. I I was like, see, I, I'm glad you're excited for Zola. And like, you know me, that's like my genre of movies. The only difference is with Zola, it's with two women instead of Robert De Niro, uh, Joe Pesci, and my man Harvey Keitel, and fucking whatever his other, I can't think of his name, the other dude from Goodfellas. Zola is just yeah. a female Goodfellas. Same thing with like Hustlers. And I was like, this is the same genre. I just don't get why you don't get behind the uh the, the the other thing she's like because they've been making these man movies forever and these women movies are fresh perspectives and I was like I get it I get that but see I can go and watch Promising Young Woman and love it because it's a woman just killing men like that's cool to she's me not, why why can't we watch the other she's not killing men oh she didn't kill him I thought she killed no him. she's not killing him but like I can pretty much say because it's not as much of a spoiler because it happens right off the bat mm-hmm. she pretends to be drunk yeah I saw that then, in the trailer yeah and then. Uh, you know, as guys do in those situations, they're like, oh, let me help you get a cab. Let me help oh, you. you can share an the, Uber with the fuck boys. Mm. Yeah. And then like they, you know, try and like, you know, have sex with her when she's passed out or whatever. And then she'll like wake up and be totally sober and be like, yeah, you're a fucking asshole. So what does she do uh, after that point? Like, is she just like it's, it's just like I think she just gets a, a rise out of making them feel like shit. Mm, okay okay and i can't really go into like her reasonings behind it because it kind of spoils I, need to, the rest of it. I need to watch that but you know speaking of no sudden move because i liked that movie so much i went watch a bunch of steven soderbergh movies like right after forgot about oceans 11 i for like oh yeah like i watched like okay so i've seen ocean the oceans movie before this time but like I, I always say like pre-pod and post-pod. Like watching movies post-pod is different. So watching Ocean's Eleven, I was like, damn, this is a really good movie. It wasn't as cheesy as I, I thought it was. And maybe because Family Guy and all these comedy shows spoofed it yeah. so much. 
that like I just had a different memory of it in my head, but it was a damn good movie. Yeah. I have to recatch them again because I haven't I loved seen them Clooney in years. It. Clooney was like just this badass. Matt Damon was the young boy and Brad Pitt was like the middle. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just really liked it. And it got me hyped for, well, No Sudden Move got me hyped for that because seeing Don Cheadle in it. But, you know, we got a lot to discuss. Just yeah. glad to be here with the people. You're getting it a day later. Oh, and be excited for our Bachelorette conversation at the end, because <laughs> your boy, I'm caught takes. up. Yeah, I'm caught up, man. Fucking these guys, bro. And they, they also announced Bachelor in Paradise group, if Ooh. you want to talk about that when we were down to that point. And see, I just remember last week you telling me about what Thomas did, and I'm like, bro, I got thoughts on Thomas. <laughs> that Thomas. fucker. He wasn't even in, yeah, okay, well, you did catch up to the point where you saw all that stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. But all right, um, that's it for the intro here. Let's get into some of the stuff because we got a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. So first on the top, rest in peace to Richard Donner, one I, you know, his passing kind of made me look at his filmography and realize that there are a lot of things that I need to add to my watch list. And I did uh, movies that people were talking about were some of their favorites that I just didn't even know existed, uh, like Lady Hawk with uh, Matthew Broderick mm-hmm. and Michelle mm-hmm. Pfeiffer. Okay, see, didn't know that existed. Uh, see, I know yeah, what exactly. You're... I, 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 I want Maverick, <laughs> it's a Western. Ooh, okay, so I might have to from check the, that out. From 1994 with Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. Ooh, okay, okay. See, my thing is, when I saw this, I was just super, super sad. Rest in peace to Richard Donner. Made some of the best movies. I mean, he made some of the most influential movies. Without Superman, we don't get any of these superhero movies because he took what Adam West did and made it serious and and it gave the blueprint for a lot of these movies wonder woman the mcu etc etc gave us the bet one of the best franchises action wise and kind of birthed the buddy cop movie with lethal weapon and lethal weapon 2 gave one of the best children's movies of all time with the goonies made a great christmas movie with scrooge like his catalog is legit and he is he's iconic and we we never talk about him in like the greatest 80s directors. And I know he was around before the 80s and the 60s yeah. where he was doing TV, but his movie run really started in... 76, in, Omen. Yeah, with, with Omen. And then we go Superman, into the Superman. Superman. So we never talk about him with... In the 70s, we talk about these great directors of Scorsese, uh, Francis Ford Coppola, George Lucas. We never talk about Richard Donner. And I, and I don't think that's fair. And I think... It's sad that we're giving his flowers now, but yeah. it, at least we're giving the flowers legend. Absolutely. Rest in peace. Well, rest of his family. Yeah. And when you think about like his career, it can almost be reflecting on like a, a lot of what the directors of today are kind of trying to map out for their careers as, you know, take for example, like a Ryan Johnson or a James Gunn who's like, okay, well I'm going to jump and do like different, takes in different franchises, different styles of movies, and also throw in like a looper. That's like mm-hmm. my singular, like this is not a franchise, but I can also kill it by myself. 
And then like, maybe your original franchise and maybe your original creation turns into a franchise. Like Lethal Weapon was supposed to be like his little like action movie. And then it just turns Ryan Johnson with knives out. Like it's just these these guys doing these types of these Richard Donner-esque roles. And like, you know, man, he he was the OG, but rest in peace to Richard Donner. Had to start yeah. the show off that way. Also, rest in peace, Robert Downey Jr. Sr. I'm, mm. I'm not too knowledgeable on his career, but I saw he died. Just want to say rest in peace. Yeah, for sure. Um, the big news we had, we talked about it before, Star Wars Visions gave their special first look on January, July 3rd. Um, and they're going to start premiering on Disney Plus September 22nd. Visions is a collection of stories from a galaxy far, far away, told through the unique perspective of some of the world's most talented anime creators. The series consists of will consist of nine episodes created by seven different studios. I don't really know. I, I assume they all are going to be different lengths. They're like di- they're like different movie vignettes, and yeah. they're and basically they're different takes on these different creators in anime telling their own tale of the Star Wars universe. These things yeah. aren't necessarily canon, but they could become canon depending on the popularity of things and whatnot. But there's some yeah. really cool ones like Trigger. The, the Duel. Sure. Well, see, okay, so The Duel looks great, but to me, and see, you, I don't know if you've ever watched a Trigger anime or, or or movie i'm trying to think i don't know if i have either but i did i do know what you're talking about with the two trigger movie uh or vignettes that they're gonna the, put in the they twins? do or some yeah the twins looks pretty crazy with oh the two gosh. the sith and the actually they're both, I think they're both sith they, they, okay so in the in the vignette they talked about how they were trying to be the opposite of luke and leia and show these two sith twins in their just growth as people and how it would be different on their side. But Studio Trigger is known for things like Brand New Animal, which is on Netflix right now, Kill La Kill, Darling in the Ooh. Franks, SSX Gridman, uh, Little Witch Academia. They're known for that. for uh, Promere, the movie. They've made, like, their animation is beautiful. So the the twins, I mean, the duel, or no, 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 the twins, yeah, the twins, twins. looks great. The Elder looks great. Like you said, the Duel looks great. Um, The Ninth Jedi looks great. I believe it's the one from the Duel. I can't remember which one exactly, but uh, one of them has been put in a book version, and they're telling the backstory of the character before it even comes out. Ooh. So is that the... uh... Okay, so wait, what is is that the duel? Is that the oh yeah, it is the duel. Yeah. Yes, it, it's the it's the samurai from the du- samurai. Oh, he gets his own book. Okay, he's a wandering Sith warrior. And see, I always say on this show, Star Wars was birthed from Akira Kurosawa and samurai movies. This is perfect. This is them yeah. doing the right thing. I, this is. I awesome. feel like I feel like a lot of them are going to end up being a canon in some way or having elements taken. From or them and yeah, yeah, or stuff, or, stuff, stuff might even be expanded on. Like, let's not, yeah, have- it's, it's one of these things where, like, I feel like all of these installments into visions is like an audition. It's I like, agree. Which, which one, of the, which one of the fans gonna like the most, and then which we're gonna sticks? give you your own series. 
But like, see things like Tob One, not interested in that little droid story, the little droid droid treaty story. Not interested in Tatooine Rhapsody, which is Luke and all of them in a chibi Japanese style. There's some things yeah. I'm just not interested in, but that's anime, and I get it. For every dual twins, ninth Jedi Akiri, you have you got to have the chibi stuff. But I thought this is great, and this is definitely something we got to review because I was super pumped seeing the the trailer. Thing I, I thought it would deserve to be higher than in our normal trailer segment. That's how important this was. Well, yeah, I mean, there was a b- bunch of different stuff. They had the trailer and then you had the little uh, interview descriptions about certain um, certain episodes. So it was a, it was a, a production for sure. Great. And it, it was a lot of really cool stuff. But see, start, see, okay. This is what I always talk about, about knowing the anime audience. I got to applaud Disney. I got to give Disney their props. They knew what the anime audience is and how anime Twitter is. And they gave us something. They're not just going to say Star Wars Vision September 22nd. No, they're going to show something. They're going to convince you why, as anime fans, we should take this seriously. And we're not doing injustice to the genre. And Netflix refuses to do this. I'm sorry to just throw it back there. But Visions gave us a trailer to something that comes out September 22nd, which I assume is around the time of Bebop, and we still don't have anything. So applaud to you, Disney. Applaud to you, Star Wars Visions. Y'all did y'all thing. I'm excited for this. Yeah, I mean, I think Disney is, for a lot of people want to say about the movies, and a lot of things are good coming out of the movies, you know, story-wise, and a lot of people are gaining a lot from, like, the the book versions. But... Uh, you know, Book of Boba Fett, hearing really great things. And the people who we've already seen are the directors, Robert Rodriguez, Filoni, Favreau, and Bryce Dallas Howard. All they said Robert Rodriguez been... said it's all killer, no filler. He yeah. said it's basically going to be like this, this epic, like just Western. And like, that's what I, that's what I want to hear from this. So yeah, Star Wars TV's killing it. Like that's where Star yeah. Wars resides right now until we see a movie that kind of changes our perception yeah. of that. I mean, and Bad Batch is going on too, and it's been telling some interesting story. They brought Cad Bane back. Mm-hmm, okay, so he's alive know. in these times. Okay, that's fire. So now you know maybe he's around and to see a Din Djarin at some point. Nice. Nah, he'd be way too old. You think he'd be too old? Oh. Yeah, he'd probably be too old. I don't know how those alien species work though. Got I think me, he, got me I think they'll find a way wheels. to. But I mean, like he could show up in a, a Lando. Mm, okay. He could show up in a Han Solo series if that's where they were going to take that. Okay. okay. Uh, Kira is someone who, you know, they, uh, M- Amelia Clark even said as much as she wanted to reprise that role in some capacity down the line. And if we're going to be honest, they kind of gave her a holdover. They were like, hey, go be in Marvel until we figure out what we're going to do in Star Wars. Like, we don't want to get out of the Amelia Clark business. They're not letting yeah. her go to DC or Warner Bros. Like, she's going to be in Secret Wars. She's like a scroll yeah. or something. So, like, something like that. They gave her a role, so I could see them and th- holding her over. And then with Star Wars TV, you know, don't forget about that Obi-Wan series that's filming right now. Cassian's filming right now. Cad Bane could show up in the Cassian series, that's for sure. Kira could show up in the Cassian series. True. So Star Wars TV, man, killing it. But let's get to the trailers for this week. The first one, I'm just going to start with the best one. That's Val Kilmer doc. Wow, I'm excited for this. Like, I know we don't talk about docs a lot, but we both enjoy a good documentary. And this one about Val Kilmer's life, I thought he said it best. Like, he is recovering from cancer. 
lost his ability to speak. Well, not necessarily. It's, it's hard for him to speak. And he felt it's best for him to tell his story. He has all this footage. It makes only sense. Because imagine if he dies, people are going to get that footage and they're going to sell it to the highest bidder and tell it in, his, in not the way that he wanted told. So That's now true. he can tell his story the way he intended. Like with all this footage for someone who have been filming since they're eight, you are like earlier than that. You Somewhere know they want to tell their story their own way. Like he has footage from behind the scenes of every movie he was in. Like, yeah, that would kill. So I'm excited for this. It's all going to be really cool stuff. I remember when we talked about um, the story a while back, you know, just the names that attached themselves to putting this on a 24 Amazon, you know, that's a pretty solid group to be putting together a documentary with Val Kilmer in, in his own involvement given the permission that he's wanted to put this stuff out, you know, it's just all going to be done the right way for a and, good and documentary. You forget, you forget that Val Kilmer is one of the biggest actors of all time. Dude was in Top Gun. Huge Bat- in the nineties. Batman. Late eighties. Batman heat. Um, He was in Tombstone, one of the biggest Westerns. Like people forget how big Val Kilmer's uh, the, the, the doors, like he played yep. the, the, the leader, the, the lead singer, of the doors, like, Dude has been in some major, major films. So I'm excited for this. Um, the next trailer that I think is the best one, essentially, Queen Pins. This looked good. Gotta give Kristen Bell her props. Basically, it's these these two ladies taking on the coupons scheme, coupon Ponzi scheme, and becoming Queen Pins. You got Vince Vaughn as the postal officer cop that's trying to take him down with Paul Walter Heiser, who's like some corrupt, like some guy who just seeps out corruption for the feds. This looks hilarious. I think Paul Walter Hauser is in a perfect role. I love Kristen Bell getting into this. This seems like this could have been a Mila Kunis movie too, because you know, they're <laughs> always battling back and forth for these types of movies. So I'm excited for this. Yeah, it definitely seemed like an interesting concept. Remind me a lot of what Good Girls did when it was had its run. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's still going on, but I, I know what you're talking well, about. Well, it's canceled. So. Oh, they canceled it. What the? Yeah. Oh, my girlfriend's going to be mad. That's, yeah. I love that show. Yeah, just this is their whatever season they're on right now is their last one. Oh, damn. But yeah, but no, Queen Pins looks great. I'm excited. For yeah, this. Queen Pins looks cool. I mean, and Kristen Bell kind of needed this because I mean, what what did we, it's kind of what have you done for me lately kind of thing? Wasn't she doing like reality hosting or something? Good like place. That? Good place is the last. Well, thing. Good place has been a while. Yeah, like, it's been a few years. Yeah, at so. least she's doing better than Zoe Deschanel doing the celebrity dating <laughs> game. Schubert, I watched that. So what, bad. What, what is she oh, doing? Isn't it the worst. What is she doing like right now? It's so bad. Like, oh my god, con- Michael Bolden. That's a horrible show. I'm convinced that she does drugs before she does it. Like, I mean, I just feel like she's like, I just don't know what I'm gonna do with myself. I'm just gonna like take damn you know, Zoe. I feel for you, girl. Go get you a new agent. Eat, you, eat a weed brownie. Cause I mean, she does seem like she's just like so mellowed out. She's just like, Oh yeah, it's the it's the dating game. Here's uh Michael she don't Bolton. have to do that. <laughs> she don't have to do that, bro. They got they got roles out there for Zoe Dation now. Not that, but Queen Pins, good for you, Kristen Bell. Um, next thing I want to, I guess I'll bring up is basically a marriage story in a TV show. I thought this was going to be a murder mystery. I watched this trailer. Yeah. Shubert, I'm not watching this show. I'm just going to be honest no, no, with the no, people. No. It's a new Inger Bergman show, Scenes from Marriage. It's basically based off of uh, some 
old a play. I think yeah, so. some famous marriage thing, and it's just gonna dive into their relationship, then with their kids. It's Oscar Isaac and Jessica Chastain. If this intrigues you, this is for you, but this is not for me. I thought it was gonna be one thing, and when I watched that trailer, I was thoroughly shocked. Yeah, it's gonna be dramatic. That's for hey, sure. I'm not watching that shit. But uh, next up, I guess we got Masters of the Universe. Kevin Smith trailer, they kind of gave a little bit more insight into what it is. It doesn't actually start in the beginning. It kind of starts towards the Later end. Later down the line. Yeah, yeah, like towards the end of He-Man's run. Yeah, because I feel like he's been out of out of it for a minute, and then yeah. he has to come back. And it's, like, and it's about him saving the Earth from, or whatever realm they live in from destruction. I mean, it, it'll, it'll really be my first time ever watching he-man thing and, and i thought about that for people who are new to he-man do they like this like does this appease them and i'm sure if it's successful they're gonna figure a way to keep keep it going but like i just thought it was very interesting that they're going from this perspective instead of starting the he-man journey i mean it's beginning. all gonna be about how they would describe it in the beginning for people who don't really understand the lore um, that feel like the first trailer campaign was the better one because it showed a little less. Now showing a little bit more, it's like okay, so like this is what they, this are, is. There's gonna be a lot of talking. Yeah, like, I don't know if we're gonna get a lot of fighting. I don't know if we're gonna see like the different factions. fighting scenes. Like cool. Yeah, they do. I mean, it it looks good, but it just wasn't what I anticipated. But that doesn't mean it's gonna be bad. So you know, Master of the Universe. Next up, we got Encanto, Disney's new uh, take into Latin American culture. This looks. Pretty good. Pretty looks basically all these people have magical powers. And of course, there's one family relative who doesn't. And it's the story of that family relative. You gave me sky high vibes, up, up and away vibes. We've seen Disney tell, oh the, Disney tell the story of the superpowered people with one person not a powered in the family. And I'm sure she's going to have powers at the end or some form of something. something like that. Or like the power is going to be. She can her. sing or some shit. Like yeah. she, keeps, she keeps the family together, some shit, but it looks good. It looks beautiful. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be really good. I hold no judgment against Disney things until I see them. Cause I mean, you know, first glance at something like Coco, I don't think you would have thought it was going to be like it, the greatest see, think, thing ever. I think this looks better than Coco. If I'm going to be honest, just from, well, first. I mean, by look, yeah, maybe so. Uh, but that's two different departments. Like this, that was Pixar, and then this is like Disney. Oh yeah, this oh, is Disney. Disney. No, I think this and, is Pixar, huh? No, it's not Pixar. And then I feel like it's the same people who put on Raya. And let's see, Canto. Oh yeah, it's it's it is a Disney. It's a Walt Disney Walt Disney Animation Studios film. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, like I thought Raya was really well done and one of the better Disney films I'd seen recently. It, so. it is just like Raya and Zootopia, because like Walt Disney and Zootopia is good too. To me, Zootopia is the best Disney cartoon they've put out in years. Like it's either that or Inside Out. So, but you know, that's Pixar. Yeah, that's Pixar. You're right. So this looks pretty good. I'm definitely gonna check this out. I'm more interested in this than like Luke say Luca. <laughs> I haven't seen. I'm, I'm like again. I'll, I'll wait until I say into it till you that see I've it. seen it before. Do you want to know I who the voice of the I, kid is? Uh, I think I remember who it was. Jake, but. Jacob Tremblay. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. Of course it is. Just like how in No Sudden Move, that kid is always in everything now. The undoing Noah, kid, Noah Jupe. <laughs> I, I Noah know his. Jupe. I know his name now, bro. Dude is in every. When I saw him in No Sudden Move, I was like, bruh bruh him and jacob tremblay are just stealing finn wolfhard's white kid rules <laughs> well, finn wolfhard's too old now too nah old. bro no he's the same age as noah jupe 
No, Jupe is, is stealing his roles left hey, and right. He's got <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, Jupe probably turned that down. <laughs> probably. Oh, it's shit. like, I don't know if you have that story on here where like Jonathan Majors couldn't put a. Oh, do yeah, a I, got, I got that. So, okay. Yeah, I got it. We, we can laugh at that <laughs> later. The final trailer is Disney's What If. I saw a lot of people like, oh, yeah, this looks cool, hype. This kind of looked ass to me. I'm going to be honest. Uh, it's I just did, like. I didn't like the I don't animation. Really, I, don't really, I don't really get it because like they kind of tried to make it feel like it had something to do more so than like I thought it was just going to be like. Oh, what what if these things happen? And, and see, that's because like, I didn't think it was going to be connected. I thought it was going to be like this one episode would be what if this happened? What if that happened? And see, that's how they sold it, and I think that's how it's going to be. But they the trailer tried to sell it as like, oh, the multiverse is opening it up, and these are different multiverses. When I don't think that's what this is going to be. Like, I don't think we'll ever see any like T'Challa as well. Obviously, won't. But but. You know what I mean? I don't think we'll see any of this stuff like in a different universe. The most we'll see is maybe Peggy Carter as Captain America in like a cameo form. Other than that, I don't think we'll see any of this shit. Yeah, I don't know if we'd see much of this stuff. Like, and we'll talk about it with Loki. A lot of these like really crazy things that maybe tie in are going to be like little Easter egg finds. Well, like, yeah, like, like the Thanos copter and the, and, and Throg. I don't think that we're ever going to see actual Throg. Okay. People are going to do a Thor frog. It's pretty ridiculous. No. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get any of that. Maybe so. you'll get a Simpson short about it, but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. But um, next up we got Zack Snyder said his new project in Epic. Oh, wait, hold on. The Kurt Warner. Oh, yeah, you're right. I did skip American Underdog. Exactly. <laughs> that looked pretty good. I'm not going to lie. Is, is well, that- I mean, like, it, the truth is the Kurt Warner story is made for a movie. But I mean, it like, is. Zach Levi, the guy, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we talked about that when that story came out. I was like, Zach Levi is Kurt Warner. I kind of liked him in the pads. I'm not going to lie. I kind of okay. liked him in the pads. In, in the Rams outfit, it fit. In the AFL outfit, it kind of looked cheesy. But, like, in my thing is, I saw him throw that football to Kurt Warner. I was like, yikes. <laughs> and he tried to do this little, this little wrist flick. I was like, ooh, exactly if I don't, bro. I was just like, oh, man, they should just put curtain pads and let him throw the ball and then show Zach Levi's face like, huh. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Or just could have gotten Keanu. Reprise that replacement. Oh God, on. Keanu throws a football. Just <laughs> no, that's uh, that's not Keanu. That's Robbie Emil. Have you ever seen that video of Robbie Emil throwing a football where he's? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I can't remember where that was from. I don't know what that was from either. But Jesus, Robbie Emil should never throw a football. Hopefully, Zach Oof. Levi doesn't experience that. But like I was saying, next up we got Zach Snyder has his next project. He's working with Netflix, man. Netflix is all in on the Zack Snyder wave, and he's writing and directing. Hopefully, Netflix's next franchise it is called a Rebel. It's an epic sci-fi. Rebel uh, Moon. A Rebel Moon. It's an epic sci-fi movie. The story is set in motion when a peaceful colony on the edge of the galaxy is threatened by some arm armies of a tyrannical regent named Bala Baliasarius. Despite the co- colonial, uh, despite the colonists, 
dispatch a young woman with a mysterious past to seek out warriors from neighboring planets to help them make a stand. This is me growing up a Kira Kurosawa fan, Star Wars fan. It's my love of sci-fi and giant adventure, Snyder tells Hollywood Reporter. My hope is that it becomes a massive IP and universe that can be built out. Um, Basically, this sounds like Star Wars and Seven Samurai, essentially, like Stars sounds like Star Wars, like the Empire's coming. This young mysterious girl goes to look for warriors from neighboring plans to make a stand. That is legitimately Seven Samurai. This, these people go around to protect the village. That's Magnificent Seven. This sounds like his sci-fi version of Magnificent Seven and Seven Samurai. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I didn't think Army of the Dead was bad. I just thought that the story was bad. Thought it was whack, bro. Oh, don't even get me start. Like it had so much potential, and then it just flopped. I hope he doesn't like go too big on this universe and forgets to tell the seven samurai story that's at the core of this. Yeah, it's like it's more like Zach. Wait, you froze. Say what I you was saying, like just just do the movie. Like, don't worry about like yeah, I don't what's, care. what's gonna stem off of it. Exactly. Like, how are you gonna tell me this is a massive IP universe? And I don't even know. I haven't even seen the first movie yet. Like, get to movie two first, my guy. That that was the issue with the DC universe. Justice League one, two, planning this dark side shit. It's like, don't don't tell me what you got ready for movie three, or like what you're hoping that this is gonna become eventually. The TV shows you're gonna get. Like, stop, bro. Like, but Netflix loved this. They're like, yeah, yeah, give me more. Like, we're gonna shit this out. We want IP. Well, I mean, I don't know if you put this in here as well, but uh, Army of Thieves. Oh yeah, I didn't put that. I didn't put that Zach trash Snyder story in here. But he's not directing it. It's the guy who's the the uh, the nerdy guy is directing it. It's his directorial debut, I think. In like interesting, yeah, but I mean, hey, that's what I'm saying though. With like, he cr- created something that stems off to another thing. I mean, it's already being done, so I guess that's why he had, kind of has this in mind. He's like, well, I mean, Netflix is literally just going to do whatever I ask them to do, so. Might as well, hey Zach, milk it, brother. If Netflix want to give you money to make these things, do it. I hate. But something that I am excited for is the next movie from my guy who made the Kingsman films. Um, he, yeah, he makes about- Argyle. Wait, I'm trying. I had it in the story. Vaughn, today. Matthew Vaughn. I think it's Matthew Vaughn. I'm like pretty sure it's him. Monster makes the Kingsman's movies. Uh, let me just make sure it's it's Matthew Vaughn making this. This Argyle, this Argyle, this Argyle movie. Okay, so it is not Matthew Vaughn. Oh yeah, no, it is Matthew Vaughn. Okay, I thought it was. Okay, so Henry Cavill, Sam Rockwell, Bryce Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard, Brian Cranston, Catherine O'Hara, John Cena, Samuel Jackson, and Dua Lipa will star in Matthew Vaughn's new movie Argyle, based on the upcoming globe-trotting spy novel from L. Conway. According to Deadline, it is reported that the first of three films in a new franchise takes place in America in London. Bryce Dallas Howard is in talks to star in the lead role, tricked into thinking she's a writer. Her lethal skills return with her memories, setting her down a path of revenge against the shadowy organization she used to work for, The Division. Also in talks to star are Sam Sam Rockwell as former Division agent in our heroic love interest, and Samuel Jackson as a rogue agent dedicated to exposing the corruption within the clandestine spy network. Schubert, Matthew Vaughn kind of putting the cart before the horse as well with another spy franchise yeah but, but we've seen him make this work and i feel like this will be more of something like kingsman i felt had his spin on it but the second one 
he didn't get to work on. Like they took it away from him essentially. And I feel like this is going to be his vision. And like, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited for this. The names, Bryce Dallas Howard, Sam Rockwell, Henry Cavill, Brian Cranston, great, great cast. As long as he doesn't yeah. really tell a bad story, it should be good. Sam Rockwell playing a good guy. Playing her love interest, which is interesting. A love interest. Crazy. I would have thought it would have been Henry Cavill. Uh, not really something we've seen Sam Rockwell do a lot. Um, and Bryce Dallas Howard is the lead. Like she's going for it now. Yeah. Show us you can lead a, a franchise. You'll see what, if it becomes franchise that, you know, where you're not like where dress world. She was advertised to be the lead. And then it's Chris Pratt. Mm, and then with the second movie, I don't even realize, I don't really understand like how they're Which even a part does. of that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you know, ho- ho- this should be hers. And but this sounds good. Hopefully, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what they got. I I feel like she her name's popping up for a lot more things, whether in front or behind the camera. So good for her. Yeah, good for her. Um, Amazon Studios is in talks to acquire Foe, a sensual psychological mind bender thriller that stars Saoirse Ronan, Paul Mescal, and Lakeith Stanfield. Good cast. I put this in here because I wanted to apologize to you for my Cersei Ronan slander. I rewatched Grand Budapest Hotel and a couple other Cersei Ronan movies this past week, and she's amazing. I'm gonna say she should have been. She's pretty good. She should have been at least in the top eighteen to ten range, anywhere between there. And I definitely think she should have been over Margot Robbie and Lupita Nyong'o. She is probably the best actress, young actress out behind Amy Adams and Regina King, for sure. For sure. Like, I'm sorry, Sir Ronan, of my slander. I apologize. Yeah, she's she's real good. And she can do a lot, a lot of different things. And so the psychological mind-bender thriller, I think, is the next great thing that she needs to put in her resume. I'd like Amazon Studios' work that they did with Tomorrow War. We'll see how you think about it once you see it. I know some people have had their mixed reviews. It, it did run a little long. <laughs> that, that's one of the complaints I got. But, you know, look, man, there's a lot of good actresses out. And I want to say we need to put respect on Florence Pugh's name. Best part oh, of yeah, she's She's Be- coming best part of of Black Widow, but we're going to talk about that later. But, you know, good for Amazon Studios. I'm excited for this. Lakeith Stanfield, Paul Mascal, Cersei Ronan. Should be a good story. That's some really hot names right now. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, so this is what I was talking about earlier. John Boyega is keeping cast in 892, replacing Jonathan Majors, who left due to scheduling conflicts. The film follows a Marine war, war, a Marine war veteran who suffers from mental scars and struggles with his transition back to civilian life. Actors, uh, Michael K. Williams, Nicole uh, Bihari, Salinas Leva, and Olivia Washington join the roll call and production begin shooting soon in L.A. Started this week, so, you know, crazy. John Boyega just gets put in this role. I don't know what I should expect from this. Dude just randomly started doing this, like, and started filming this week. He hasn't gotten into the role heavily. He doesn't love this character. This is John Boyega. kind of movie. I mean, yeah. sad. sad. I mean, uh, but good but I mean, for John like, getting work. You know, we're pro John Boyega. Well, yeah, I mean, getting work, but I mean, like, I just hope that this isn't the thing for him. It's just like, okay, well, I'm just going to get all the scraps that Jonathan Majors doesn't want. I hope I can't he doesn't. do, man. I, and uh, I've, I've, we've talked about this. In there's been this term from I've heard on the Ringer and heard on other podcasts called market correcting. And I've talked about this where other actors come in and like replace 
other actors in their classes and get the roles they should have got. Like how we say always how Kristen Bell and, and Mila Kunis are always fighting for roles. I hope Jonathan Majors isn't taking all of the John Boyega roles. <laughs> between, I mean, between John I, David this, I don't think this is the first time we've heard their names around a role. I'm just saying it's like the third time between Jonathan Majors, John David Washington and Michael B. Jordan, my man, John and John Boyega not getting no roles. bro. And then Yaya making it tough on him, too. Like, there's some good black actors right now. My man, John, John Boyega is just getting what was the dude the from Black Panther who played? In, oh, Dan, uh, Daniel Kaluuya. No, not Daniel Kaluuya, but I mean, like, yeah, Daniel Kaluuya, but the, <laughs> the guy who, M'Baku or whatever. He, M'Baku's not taking, he not he's taking been, a John Boyega role. Stop that. <laughs> I mean, I think they're fighting for the same roles behind all those dudes. It's them you, too. You think John Boyega's in competition with M'Baku? <laughs> yeah, dude. I think I think there's there's roles that they're both in the same room for. I think John Boyega is competing with like Trevante Rhodes. Like I, I, I think he is too. But that's what I'm saying. But I feel like at this point he's getting the, the scrap roles. Oh yeah, for sure. I got Mbaku in a tier lower than them. Don't do that. That man was the dad who said, "You let's get crazy <laughs> in us." Like that dude's not getting no fucking roles. John Boyega didn't get didn't get the role in us. Why not? John Boyega didn't want to do that shit, bro. Stop. But good for my man, John. I don't know if I'm going to watch this, but, you know, good for John. Um, Marvel Studios and Warner Brothers DC Films will be skipping Comic-Con at home. It's over. It's over. The Comic-Con days are done. Oh, it's sad. I wanted to go to one Comic-Con before it was all said and done. Now it's Disney Fandom. Disney E. or or what What is Disney one? Fucking... Disney um, D23. D23, Star Wars Con. Like, it's specialized now. End yeah, of an era. Pretty, yeah, I think, think eventually Marvel will probably do their own thing outside of D23. Because, like, if I you're going like- to have a DC Con, why would I show my, like, okay, so if I'm Disney, if I'm DC, you're already playing in a fandom in, like, August, September. Why In September, right after Suicide Squad. Why am I going to Comic-Con at home to show the Batman trailer when I can do it at my own fucking event? Fair. I mean, you know, I think it'll be different once Comic-Con becomes like an actual... Thing again? But then what's stopping them from making Fandom an event? That's the thing. Like, would they go and make it a go-to-the-convention convention? And um, I could see them which doing could that. Ruin Comic-Con forever for like, San Diego. Like fandom, fandom had so many views. Like that took over the news cycle for two weeks. Oh, two weeks, yeah. Like that I mean, ran, they premiered Batman on there. Like Crazy. that they premiered Batman, Suicide Squad behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like w- they're gonna do that again with Flash, Black Adam, and Batman coming up. Like there's stuff coming up that we're going to get tra- we're going to get the Batman full length trailer. We should get it now. It should be out now because I moved to March. Get, but we're going to get, get that at fandom from we're Black Flash. Adam. Oh, we're definitely getting something from Black Adam and we're going to get a Flash teaser. There's no way we're not getting a Flash teaser. That shit is filming right now. We're, we're going to and, and Aquaman cuz it's filming right now. And we're going to get a peace peacemaker trailer cuz that movie comes out. Mm. It's right after uh Suicide Squad. They put fandom after Suicide Squad on purpose. Peacemaker drops in January. Isn't that right around Titans too? T- Titans is in September, that same range. So Shout like, out to Titans though. I did see that they're now getting actual on TV. 
Yeah, they're getting, they're getting some their love. Lead up. Yeah. They're getting some love. I see them. HBO showing them the showing them the love. TNT. Oh, they want TNT. Yeah, TNT is going to show Titans leading up to the start of a new season. All part of the HBO Max family. Yeah. So I fuck with it. Good for Titans. Um, what else we got? But yeah, end of end of Comic Con, end of an era. Uh, so Taron Edgerton has signed a co-star opposite Mar- Margaret Qualley and Claire Dennis's Nicaragua set thriller stars at noon following the departure of Robert Pattinson. Due- oh, yeah, so Taron Edgerton's he, getting the from Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Robert Pattinson swooped in and took all the Taron Edgerton roles, bro. <laughs> oh, Taron Edgerton could have been Batman. Uh, set, set against the political intrigues and violence of the 1980s Nicaragua at the height of its civil war between leftist Sandista revolutionaries and U.S. bad counter-revolutionaries. The feature is based on U.S. writer Dennis Johnson's 86 novel, The Stars at Noon. Edgerton will play a mysterious British oil company employee masquerading as an NGO who becomes entangled with a struggling female reporter he meets in the bar of a former luxury hotel where she occasionally turns tricks and meet makes men ends meet distracted by their passion and the or distracted by their passion the pair are oblivious to the growing dangers closing in around them this just confirms to me that Robert Pattinson knows what he's doing, man. This sounds like a good movie and it just good for Taron Edgerton. Cause he needs this. Like Rob didn't need this. This was just like extra for Rob, but good for Taron. Cause this sounds good. Yeah. I think he needs something big coming off of Kingsman. And I mean, he did a really good job with the rocket man. I mean, he's a hell of an actor for sure, but he so, needed this. Like this he needed is, this. If imagine if Robert did had this right after Batman, this would be huge for him. So he he had some commitment things he had to get over with this. But speaking probably of... DC. Probably Batman commitments, which I love. But speaking of spinoffs, that Netflix... Bro, can Netflix, y'all just keep announcing spinoff after spinoff, and we can't get trailers for the things that y'all got coming out this year. That's a, that's a damn shame. What's the next spinoff we got, Schubert? This shit is trash. Yeah, so it's uh, the story is Michelle Yeoh has been cast as Sion in the Witcher prequel series, Witcher Blood Origin. Her character is described as the very last of her nomadic tribe of sword elves. She is the artist. She is an artist with a blade on a deadly quest that will change the fate of the continent. So, woman Witcher. How many spinoffs have we heard about from this fucking show, bro? We still don't have season two. Like, they're really just thinking yeah. everybody loves this fucking show because of one season. Like, I couldn't even really tell you what happened in that season anymore. Nothing happened. Nothing happened Toss in that season. for your Witcher. That's all I remember. All that happened was we learned about their past and they're all finally about to meet up now. About yeah. how all their paths intersected and like... They're all about to meet up. It's all that really happened. All right, but Can no we just disrespect. Get season two, man. That's all I'm asking for. But no disrespect to Michelle Yao. Good for her. But yeah. like Netflix, y'all got to do better. So next up, I, I put this in here to ask Schubert, you know, just to give y'all an update because we're super excited. We're obviously going to review it when it drops the Parasite TV series. And Bong Joon-ho was in Cannes this uh, past weekend, and he talked about it to uh, reporters. He said that he spent much of quarantine last year working with fellow writer-director Adam McKay on adapting Parasite into a television series. McKay confirmed in April that the series is not a remake, but an original story set within the same universe as the film. And then uh, Bong 
goes on to say that Parasite is a film on wealthy and poor families. That's a problem everywhere. The television series will be something of great genius, I hope. I worked with Adam McCain. He's figuring out the scenario. We're going to do it in the United States. The subject continues to have resonance in France and elsewhere. Many of us would like to be rich, but I think there's a fear of becoming poor. I'm involved in the HBO adaptation of Parasite Extremely. It will be a Black comedy, and I'm working closely with McKay. This time I'm giving my input as a producer because I care about the work. So, this, I mean, this is going to be great. Mark Ruffalo, Adam McKay, Black Comedy, Parasite. This got Emmy written all over it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, this is going to be huge when, it, when this hits. I mean, it's going to be... I mean, I want to see who the cast rounds out to be, but I don't really want too much plot detail. Yeah, I just want to see this. Like, I don't even want to see a trailer. I know they have to drop one, but like you, I want to know who who's going to be Mark Ruffalo's wife because I feel like he needs a strong-winded, like a strong-arm wife. Like, well, and, and who's going to be the our kids. big black actors? Mm, if true. it's going to be a black com or you know. oh no no no, it's gonna be like a dark like a black color. oh yeah i, th- I don't I think i don't that- think they're gonna have african-american well i mean they probably will but like we'll see that was what i was thinking where you know with i was thinking mark ruffalo was gonna be the family and then like i thought that the other family would probably be like some oh, the- poc kind of family like maybe oh. all black or like you but know, see i thought mark Ru- latino i think mark ruffalo is the poor family i think he's part of the you poor so? family that's what i thought he might um, be a part of the rich family. Who knows? I, but he he could really go either way. I mean, he could. He I guess, could. And, I, and because like this is going to be a different. That's what I'm hoping for is going to be different than Parasite originally. Because like I feel like the actual like wealthy family didn't have as much to do. But I feel like in a series form, you could really like expand on the wealth. Expand on the yeah. dynamic between the two. You know, one thing that's really interesting about watching Downton Abbey is like the relationships the help have with the, uh, with the wealthy family. And like some, some of them share secrets, mm, you know, yeah, and stuff they, like that. There's a lot they can do with this. I think it's going to be great. I'm excited for this. It's going to be, I'm who, who's going to be the rest of the cast. And do they do the two family dynamic or is it like a workplace dynamic? Like they, they don't have to do the two family dynamic. They could. Uh, it was, it's, it says a film of on wealthy and poor family. I guess that could mean multiple families in a situation. That doesn't have to just be t- the 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 one poor family, one rich family, poor families in infiltrating to to leech off of. It could be one poor family leeching off of multiple rich families. Like it could be like it, a, a it could network be, of leeching. Well, it could be the one rich family, and then like having multiple families that take part of different parts of the deal. Like you have of the leeching, yeah. Like you have like the ones that primarily work around the house or the ones that primarily work like in the yard. Mm-hmm. And you got cool multiple leeches. Oh, this, this could be crazy. Whatever this is going to be, I'm excited for this. So just an update on the Parasite TV show. We'll let you know as more comes out. Next up, Jessica Henwick, my girl. Shout out to you, Jessica. Iron Fist did you dirty, but she's been cast as the lead role for Adult Swim's anime series, Blade Runner, Black Lotus, Arisia Shida, Will Yoon Lee, Shinsu Fuji, Samaria Wally, Takako Hondo, Brian Cox, Wes Bentley, Josh Duhamel, Bacard Abadi, and Peyton List are also among the voice cast. Excited for this. This is going to be great. I'm just ready for it. It's time. I've been talking about Blade Runner, Black Lotus for too long. It's just time. Adult Swim, give it to us. Same, same for y'all. 
Next thing I got is Amazon is launching the Vaunt, the Vaunt News. Vaunt, yeah. yeah, the Vaunt News Network digital series to fill in the story gaps ahead of the boys season three because we are getting a time skip. VNN is a digital series that brings viewers news segment from the Vaught News Network that Fox News S media division of the corrupt the corrupt Vought industries from inside the world of the satirical superhero series. Matthew Edison will star as Cameron Coleman. Each episode will include seven news stories and one commercial that plant the seed for season three. And I watched the first episode. Did yeah, you? I watched it too. Yeah. Huey working for the lady, working for the senator. And I just, I loved watching this because it got me back into the boys. And it's just like, this is my favorite universe in television right now. I love the boys universe. I, th- I thought it was hilarious because like that they do say it in the story of the Fox News S media division because like the background was the same. And I feel like with the commercial that they were playing on, like America, you know, we got our newest batch of, of white and milk. American made mattress. You want to sleep on this on this American made. You want to sleep on American made. <laughs> and then the fact that he was like, the way he was talking about Homelander, like prayers out for Homelander. Prayers out for Homelander. Strong. Stay strong. Didn't then, even like really mention like what was the whole deal with Star and Friend. <laughs> we don't care that she's a racist, but prayers out to Homelander. You can make it. That breakup was nasty. And then, oh boy, Eddie the Eagle or whatever his name, Eagle the Archer, oh, yeah. <laughs> talking shit on the church. This church storyline has me interested because dude's dead. Like, oh yeah. And then the fact that Huey, he was calling Huey a terrorist, saying the government's hiring criminals. Crazy man. Oh, I'm so excited for the boys season three. And um, and, and poor the dude who got killed, the blind superhero, and they're like, oh yeah, he's lost Mi- in Argentina in somewhere. <laughs> lost. Okay. Superheroes just get lost. Homelander killed his ass. But this is what I'm talking about. This is when you care about a show. This is when you care about what you're doing. And they're doing everything to make sure this is great. I applaud them. I think their spinoff series is going to be just as good because doing this shows me you care. You don't. You don't not do this if you don't care. For sure. So for sure. I mean, I'm, yeah. I mean, doing something like this really shows that you're kind of really buying into the uh, the the uh, realm, I guess, of the boys' world. And yeah, I'm really excited to see the spinoff series. I think it's going to be pretty cool just to explore different dimensions of that world and see what the parallels are, see if like they talk about some things some that happen. Some of the news story, yeah. yeah. Like, see if it's uh, if, it, if they're rewarding fans for watching the news stuff, giving us little Easter eggs. Will Cameron Coleman make an appearance in season three? I'm assuming he will. Like, is he going to interview Huey, the senator's? I don't know, but I want to know. Um, yeah. But that's going to be dope. But um, you said you loved Ryan the Last Dragon. Well, Don Hall and Queen Nguyen, who wrote and directed Ryan the Last Dragon, are reteaming to develop a Walt Disney's animation untitled film for late 2022. You know, all Disney movies are kind of the same when mm-hmm. it comes down to it. Ray the Last Dragon's no different, but it was a good and interesting well animated story very they did a really good job of balancing humor with the adventure i heard it was the best action movie disney put out i mean i guess it might be in that animation style i think Mm. mulan's still pretty high up there oh so it's not better than mulan they said this had r-rated action in it at some points now mulan was way more r-rated in terms of disney than like something like this 
Damn. The action scenes weren't cool. I mean, they're not like <coughs> killing people. Like they're fighting, like they're breaking bones. They're not breaking bones. <laughs> they said it was gonna be they said they had to edit it down a lot of the Bro, gore. This is like this is like <laughs> the same kind of this is meant to be the same kind of audience that watched Frozen. Oh like come on, dude. They're not breaking bones. <laughs> Thought they were breaking bones, man. All right, well, now it's time for the segment that we like to call Movie on the Rise, where we suggest one movie or TV show or multiple that are dropping this week, that are out this week before the next episode, or that have been out for a little bit that we want to put you on game two. It's called Movie on the Rise. Schubert, I'm starting us off. I'm not giving, I'm, I'm, I'm being straight up. I'm not telling y'all to watch Black Widow. I'm not, because I'm going to review it. I'm going to spoiler review it in front of Schubert. That's how much I don't want y'all to watch it. That movie was just ass, ass. So I'm suggesting a movie that I hear is amazing that I wanted to watch before this, that I'm watching on Friday with my girlfriend that I'm going to go, that I'm going to review next week. Hopefully Schubert watches it so we can have a great review. I think he should. It's Zola. Zola, we've been talking about this for a while. It's based upon the legendary thread. The legendary Twitter thread of Zola. Zola is a Detroit waitress is seduced in a weekend of stripping in Florida for some quick cash, but the trip becomes a sleepless 48-hour odyssey involving a nefarious friend, her pimp, and her idiot boyfriend. If you love Wolf of Wall Street, if you love Goodfellas, if you love Hustlers, this is the type of movie for you. And I'm excited. I'm literally going to see it Friday night. I'm, yeah, I want to. I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. I want to see it as well, but uh, for my movie on the rise, it's something that's kind of going to succumb my world for the next few Big months. Big brother. Big brother. Kirsten's friend told me I should watch it, and I think this will be the year I get on it with you. Oh well, I hope it's a good one. <laughs> I mean, because like it's always hit or miss. Because you know how those kinds of series go. You've seen the challenge before. Like some years may be better than Others. other years. Well, she my Kirsten Kirsten's hype for it because her friend watches it, and now we're gonna. She was like, "Y'all love reality TV. This is a good reality television show." It like, comes on all the time, and then Love Island comes on right after. See, okay. So, when does it start? Or it started this week. Started Wednesday. Okay, so where can I watch this on Amazon with my CBS All Access pass? Probably. I don't know if if they're yeah, they're probably doing the new episodes. Or do I need after. or do I need Paramount plus CBS all access? No, I think you'd be fine with doing it on that add-on. Okay. But what you need to do on YouTube TV is you just need to start recording them. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll probably do that. All right, so that's your movie on the rise. Like we said, Black Widow's out. Well, well, and and also the Love Island, and then Love Island UK is going to premiere on Hulu in two weeks. That's what I'm ready for. The UK version. I still follow people from the last season. Shout out to Shauna. Shout out to Rebecca McGorley. Shout out to my girl Demi. Prayers to you, Demi. Demi got thyroid cancer. Prayers Oof. to you. Also, uh, Erica and Jessica Gale, the twins. Shout out to y'all. I still see. I still fuck with the people, man. I I really connected to that season. Like I love that season. I, I follow them on IG. I see who's 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 kicking ass. Who's just you know stunning for the grams. Who's doing thirst traps. I see it all. And I'm ready. See, like I, I, that's how I kind of felt about the U.S. season last season because like got into we, that U.S. with Johnny's we, bitch ass. Yeah, we got into it or whatever because like it was the pandemic and there was nothing else and those are actual people out in the world, but um. 
<laughs> I but yeah. I didn't so. connect to the American people. Well, I'm hoping that I can people. connect to this UK because I've never really gotten to follow UK season as it's going. So this it's be the fire. Year. It is fire. Hopefully, hopefully we both connect because I'm excited for this. But um, all right, we're going to do the reviews. Let me just review Black Widow real quick. Let me just yeah. look, Schubert, everything you said about it, about how you was like, why am I going to watch this? The stakes. Bullshit, bro. The whole time I'm sitting here, and like she's dies at the end, like she's dead. You know, she gotta make it through this, bro. They got Ray Winstone from Goodfella. I mean, from uh the departed, you know, Jack Jack Nicholson's right-hand man. He yeah. is the head of the organization that is trains the black widows. And basically, it's this movie about human trafficking essentially at its core ray winstone says the most the most the most easily accessible and most unforgettable commodity that constantly comes out are, are girls who are forgotten about and he's literally human trafficking these girls and turn them into widows and they like th- this is honestly the best part of the movie about like all this shit but they didn't execute on it and like he has this whole thing and and he has a way to control them and mind control them and his whole his whole deficiency as a person is just being this misogynistic man who's always just trying to never have a conversation that way he doesn't control someone. And now the whole thing is you see Natasha's past about how her and Florence Pugh were sisters for three years for Red Guardian and this other woman undercover a mission for Russia and Ray Winstone's character. They end up getting taken and sent to the Black Widow program. This movie takes place right after Civil War, like right after Civil War. Um, she's on the run from the Damn, Accords. So stupid. Exactly. She's on the run from the Accords, and basically she's going to try to kill Ray Winstone because in Budapest, the mission that they did, we found out what the Hawkeye Budapest mission was, was to kill Ray Winstone for her to be into S.H.I.E.L.D., and they end up blowing up a building that he's in. And she really kills his daughter, essentially. And Taskmaster turns out to be that daughter, older with like a chip in the head, not really that cool. The fights with Taskmaster aren't really that cool. Like Black Widow doesn't really fight anyone, really. Like Florence Pugh does, though. Florence Pugh kind of does. Kinda does. Florence Pugh to me was the best part because they had a lot of talking moments about family and like we were former sisters. So it was sisters. a fast movie. <sighs> Schubert, it was not. It wasn't even. It wasn't like this could have been John Wick's James Bond, but it wasn't. It didn't feel like that. And there's this random black guy who's like her fixer, who she calls to like get her helicopters and get her jets and to get her this and to get her that. And I'm just like, <sighs> I see why people said this movie was meh. They wanted to be nice to Marvel. This movie was a dud. And I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson. I really do. Yeah, but Florence Pugh, I like her as Black Widow in the MCU. I'm rocking with Florence Pugh. I didn't realize how gorgeous Florence Pugh was and how good of an actress Florence Pugh was. This movie showed me this girl has everything. So I, I'm open, buying all, right. like, all my money is going into the Florence Pugh stock. She might be taking some of that Amy Adams stock. She might become my new favorite actress. I'm a big Florence Pugh fan. Loved her in Midsommar. Loved her in this. Oh, Florence Pugh was probably the second best part of this because the real best part was David Harbour. If anything, oh, yeah. if, I'm going to be honest. If anything, David Harbour's character was the most funny character I've seen in a Marvel movie in a while. And he was, like, legitimately funny. He had, like, more adult humor. Like, we were joking the whole time about how he has, like, the, the bunk version of the super soldier serum. Like, dude was, was tripping. So, 
but it was so um david harbour and black widow david harbour and no sudden move (laughs) (laughs) david harbour and black widow for real yeah david harbour and black widow he was definitely better in this movie like he had more to let me not say better he had more to do in this movie he doesn't he said he probably was less of a scumbag no more more of a scumbag Ooh, super scumbag Interesting. Interesting. Super. But so, so Florence Pugh, she's going to show up in Avengers? Yep, and exactly what I said. Well, okay, so you remember, uh, I, I don't know her name in the movie, the Contessa or whatever. I just know her as, as my, my girl, Elaine. Elaine came at the end of this. So this was oh, supposed to come yeah, before yeah. Captain America because you know how she would recruit U.S. agent. She is trying to recruit Florence Pugh, but Florence Pugh doesn't like her vibe, and she was like, well, if how about I give you the man who killed Black Widow and then you'll join me. So which leads into the Hawkeye series and they show Hawkeye because Hawkeye is the one who pushed her off the thing. But Florence Pugh doesn't know like the ins and outs of that. So she's going to probably be going to get him in the Hawkeye series. Oh, that's kind of whatever. But that but she's uh, Elaine's trying to convince her to come to her side. So by doing that. She says, here's Hawkeye. And I'm assuming Hawkeye's going to meet her and talk to her and tell her that Elaine's tripping and she's going to become the new Black Widow. Like, there's no way Florence Pugh does not become the new Black Widow. Yeah, I guess that's probably how that's going to go. if Florence Pugh doesn't want it, you can use one of the 15 widows that they freed. Like, there's 15 widows that just got freed from mind control that are going off into the world to live their lives. So there's other options. If if Florence Pugh doesn't want to, but she should do it. Yeah. I mean, I don't see why she wouldn't want to. I mean, it's probably a good would, thing for her to jump in for for a minute. She was so good. She would become instantly my favorite Marvel superhero. The superhero, like the 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 uh, female superhero. She'd be my favorite one instantly. She was that good. Oh, like, well, like, I thought she was better than Scarlett Johansson in, like, the whole time. I was like, damn, ScarJo. It didn't seem like Scarlett cared. And she, but some of the effects they did for her felt like a cheesy 90s video game movie. Like, this movie, if I'm being nice, it's a six. But if I'm being, like, trying to be brutally honest, it's a five. It's anywhere between a five and a six. Yikes. Like, it wasn't. It's, uh, I'm going to keep it a bean because I keep it honest on this pod. I didn't pay for my ticket. I'm glad uh, I didn't. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was for free. I'm glad I didn't pay. Because <laughs> I that'd have been a waste of money. Now you see Zola. I'm paying for that tomorrow. I'm excited for that. I'm gonna well, be hopefully sad. Hopefully it lives up to that. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be sad if I go see Zola and it's bad. But no sudden moves wasn't bad. We can talk about that now. Yeah, no sudden moves is all right. I you know, I think it uh, all kind of came full circle for me at the end like there were times where i was like where are we, where are we going with this like well the movie is re- it the movie is a robbery movie but it's really a corruption movie it's really about yeah. the, the detroit corruption and like i looked up some of the stuff while i was watching and then some of the stuff after like about like the stuff they were talking about and if you know some of that stuff that movie's better but i mean by itself well, yeah, that, that's what i'm saying like because like I deal in a business where catalytic converters are literally being bought and sold on the black market. And so like, it's just funny to think about the idea of like the whole catalytic converter thing and being actually a, it, it being invented, being implemented and like the value of what 
those things actually have is also now being used in mob crimes now. Mm-hmm. So and then the red like, in the redlining of the African American cities in Detroit yep. turn like turning it into like this this uh area for like businesses for white people to use and stuff see this would have been a good episode to have ian should have watched this movie ian could have told us more about this detroit michigan shit going on in this movie yeah performance wise i thought benicio did a good job fucking oh fucking my boy what's his name i keep saying harvey Keitel, but his name is not harvey Keitel. oh ray liotta yeah ray fucking ray liotta's wife i thought don Cheadle was great yeah i thought don Cheadle was really good David Harbour um, wasn't bad. Yeah, what's his name? Noah Jupe or whatever. <laughs> Noah Jupe pissed me off, bro. I was just like, sit down before they shoot you. And Kieran Culkin was pretty good. Brendan Fraser yeah. was all right. Yeah, I mean, I thought everyone put in good performances. I like the way that they shot it and seemed like play scenes. Mm-hmm. What did I give it on Letterbox? Let's see what I gave it. I think I gave it a, a three. Oh, I gave it a... No, I gave Ocean's 11 a four. I was about to say. Yeah, I gave No Sudden Moves a three, three and a half. Three and a half. That's probably where I would put it. Yeah. Probably where I'm going to put it. So I, right. I thought I thought it was all right. thought it wasn't a bad movie. I liked it. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. I mean, I honestly enjoyed watching Tomorrow War more. Ooh, you did. Tell me about it. Tell, you can tell me about it. Well, I mean, like, I actually thought that Chris Pratt sold me in from his performance i was like okay i was like okay chris Pratt. Pratt, i believe you and i feel like they did a really good job with um mixing the the comedic elements but they knew who the, who it was established who were who were the clowns and chris and chris Pratt established himself as not a clown mm, i mean okay. he was he, he was playing it serious the whole time and like i you know there were some parts where i'm like ah, i just don't really know if i believe that chris pratt is this guy Mm. But then, like, at other times, I'm like, I could see him meshing was, what he's doing in this and be for other things. Was the aliens cool? They were pretty menacing, man. Like, okay. I was pretty, like, I thought they were pretty freaky. And, like... Were the fight scenes cool? Like, the gunfights with Chris Pratt flipping and... Did he do flips? Not really. I mean, like, they seem pretty generic when it so came he was to that like less tom cruise more i'm trying to think of a person i can compare him to it wasn't tom cruisey because tom cruise does flips no it wasn't like he was it, he didn't do like superhuman things he would okay. very, very, very jason born maybe so but it was like he established early on that he was a scientist but was a military trained scientist so like, ev- everything he did was very more, Military. more, um, our boy John Krasinski and uh, yes, and uh, Tom Cl- and what, what Jack Ryan, he's more Jack yes. Ryan than, than Jason Bourne, okay, yeah, okay, okay, I'll fuck with that, yeah. I mean, I, I really thought that the, the movie, as long as it was, I kind of watched it in like TV show segments. Like, once it kind of like went to a new thing, I stopped and like waited for my next opportunity that I got to watch oh. and, you know, and Chris McKay, Chris McKay directed it. And, he did. You know, and they, they, Amazon wants to bring them back. They greenlit a sequel. They want to bring back Chris McKay and, uh, Chris Pratt. Oh, do they? Do you think, do you think Chris Pratt's able to come back in a sequel? Did you, could you have seen Chris Pratt coming back for another one? Yeah. 
Oh, so they but leave they, it open-ended. But, but, but they don't really, though. That's the thing. Like, I guess if I'm, I don't really, I, I don't know if I want to spoil it for everyone at the moment, but like, I don't really feel like they leave it open for a sequel. Okay. All you right. Know, but, because like, it kind of, to, to, for me to think that there would be a sequel is kind of confusing because like, it really did kind of close itself out. Ooh, but I um, watch it. Now I gotta see what's up. But yeah, but I mean, like, I I I applaud Chris McKay for doing this because you know we've only really seen him do certain things in the cartoon space, and then he's supposed to do a Johnny Quest movie and a Nightwing movie. So like, you definitely want to see like I don't know if that like, Nightwing movie happened, and if we're being honest, probably not. But I mean, like, he's his name's being thrown around for things, so this is kind of like a big big deal for him. Yeah, no, for big sure, big deal for him. The the one thing I will say, and I think people would agree, is it is a little long because like. Part of it is in the future, and then part of it is back in the present. And I was just like, uh, you like kind of just want to be in the future, or I feel like they didn't give us enough of the future. It, it, it was too much fast. It was like, like I said, I I divided out the intro section of like getting us acquired to what everything was going on and like explaining things took about forty five minutes. Okay. And then being in the future, it took about 45 minutes. And then I, and I'm like, okay, that, this movie's almost over. Right. And I look and it's like 45 more minutes. I'm like, what more do we have to do? Like, mm, okay. Okay. Makes sense. And like, there was stuff that, that definitely had to be done and wrapped up, but I don't know if it needed to be, a, I didn't know if this movie needed to be sectioned off in the thirds. Mm, okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna watch this so we can do a spoiler review next week. I guess we can talk about Loki now. Yeah, this was a hot fire episode. Of Loki. Yeah, it was a good. It was a good episode. It was basically all fight in the void. We see all the different Lokis explain like when you get poofed in the TVA, you go to this end of the timeline void where this monster's guarding it, and Kid Loki's like the king of this realm, and basically all the different Lokis are plotting to kill the monster Alaloth. I think that's the name of it, or something like that. Yeah, which in the comics is a pretty much a guardian and like they say it uh well uh sylvie says a guard dog for whoever's behind the curtain and in the comics that per- person is kang and so the so kang and aloth have a connection so we oh, can so expect it's, it's, that we can expect jonathan this, majors next week yeah so like it's in my head that we should see jonathan majors next week or at least hear mention of a name kang of him because, yeah because like that castle apparently is supposed people were saying that's either dr doom's castle or it's kang's castle and i don't think only two people who got castles and based on what feige just said about fantastic four i don't think it's dr doom's castle no so it's definitely kang yeah okay i liked old loki seeing richard mr grant do that i like the thor s loki black loki who was like just this absurd loki um almost the drax loki yeah i like sylvie coming back in this of course morbius is mobius is alive and gosh i hate the lady from lovecraft even more this week she was a lot she was like i'm like loki but i'm i'm more concerned with the rules yeah something that was they were saying how she was like conniving and she could do all this like she was talking to b15 yeah that was her. I'm talking about the the Renslayer lady, huh? Yeah, I think. Well, I mean, she, she. The only thing I remember from the lady from Lovecraft was that she was in jail talking to, uh, 
Mobius's boss or whatever. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay, so yeah, B fifteen was talking to okay, yeah, Renslayer. Yeah, so Rinslayer, okay, yeah. so Renslayer was the one that's saying she was like Loki. That's my mistake. I had them confused. Yeah, B fifteen was just chilling. My bad, the lady from Lovecraft. We don't have no beef. Yeah, she she was pretty much just like, yeah, lady, like we don't you want to know what Loki and them were trying to find out? And she's like, yeah, I'm trying to figure that out too. I'm like, no, you're not. Mm, true. Just, yeah. True. 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 Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how we end. How do you think we end this? We only have one episode left. But there is supposed to be the the idea that they could expand it in two seasons. I think what's really going to like happen in this episode is that we'll get introduced to Kang and they, we're going to find out what, like I heard that there's not going to be a, a Dr. Strange sighting, but there should be a mention. Mm. Um, okay. So we'll, we'll get a kind of an idea of how all of this multiverse stuff that's happening within the TV. Cause when pretty much we figured out the TVI is like BS instead of like the timelines parting off the main see, timeline it's just multiverses and like and see the they, way that i'm seeing this is like if hawkeye black widow and captain america are setting up earth in the spy reverse in like the spy section of marvel then in in black widow and let's let's assume wandavision set up the multiverse in a different way than loki then loki's either directly into doctor strange or it's into kang it has to be one of the two so both. Like I'm, I, or both exactly mean, both of them are going to be in the Doctor Strange movie. Well, I don't know if Kang will. Maybe post credit scene for Ant-Man, because he's the villain of Ant-Man. Yeah. But, so, I mean, he's got to be a part of some multiverse stuff. He has to be. And the only reason why I say Ant-Man, this connected to Loki, is because they're doing time specifically. So, I mean, I'm interested to see where we go, man. But I think there's got to be a connection. And, and Loki's dope. Did you watch Dave? I did not. I'm just going to be honest. I watched the one with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, was it fire? It was. It was tough. All right, so we'll just review Dave next week. We'll just review. Dave. All right, we'll just get it. We'll just get out the way next week. But man, all right. So for all the people who are fans of the show that you know don't watch The Bachelorette, you can get out of here. But make sure you subscribe to stuff. We appreciate you for listening, bro. Thomas is a bitch manipulator. Get him out of here. Get Thomas out of here. He's going to paradise though. Dude said he wanted to be the Bachelor. He didn't though. She really he did. He did not. He said the he question said that was posed about it. The question the that was posed to him by Hunter was, <laughs> "Have you ever thought about being about the being the Bachelor?" And he said, "Well, yeah." In the beginning, I, I came. I came with those thoughts, but they're gone now. That's what he said. That's what he said. I don't. And I'm with. I'm with Connor B. I don't know if I could believe him. But I mean, he never said that he wanted, he came on solely to be the bachelor and that was his, his mission. He said that he thought about it, which all of them dudes have thought about it. You think all of them have? All of them, except Michael A, probably. Yeah. My- and, he's probably gonna, and probably he's going to be the bachelor for being real. You think Michael A is going to be the bachelor? Yeah. I think like, look, I think the bachelor franchise, if they're smart, they're going to look back on those Netflix numbers that they probably racked in when they put that Jason Mesnick season on there. And that was a really well-liked season with a single father and everyone likes Michael A's story. So I feel mm-hmm. like he'd be a good person to pull in because he's definitely not going to win the season. There's no way. I mean, Katie, I don't think Katie is the girl for him, but somebody, somebody out there definitely wants to be. 
So I think he's got a good shot. Um, but you know, Blake jumps in. Everyone hates Blake, of course. Yeah, I didn't really like Blake either. I didn't really like Blake either, but he's probably gonna go real far or win. So you think he's gonna win? Yeah. Yeah, why not? I mean, they, they had contact before before this. They seem like they're each other's type. I've you know, everyone kind of describes Katie as this nor even though she's from Boston, I don't know why they always say, but like this uh Northwest um kind of girl like i guess they kind of see her as a person who would be a seattle or a portland person and, and blake is a canadian so i think they kind of feel like they and they both like the outdoors and blah 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 so like i think that at least the producers want to try and push that and ship that mm, i don't okay. know what's gonna happen afterwards but like well, you know, they had to have the interracial conversation with Andrew S. and Katie. Which is tough with all the stuff that's going on with him behind yeah. the scenes. See, wait, shoot, I forgot about the behind the scenes stuff. But he might be different. He might have changed. I think that, I mean, like you said, that was from like 2010. Let's not even, let's not even bring that 2016. Up. Ah! <laughs> fuck, dude's fucked. Oh, we're not gonna bring it up. We're not gonna bring it up. We're not gonna bring it up. Dude's fucked though. Let me just let y'all know, America. Dude is fucked. If they if if the right people get wind of that, that dude is fucked, bro. Like we're talking about it on our show. So like psh, you, you know people know about this. I want I thought Andrew S was a front runner after last week. Courtney still is. Courtney sucks. I hate Courtney. Oh, he's gonna be gone soon. But I don't like Mike. I don't like any of the virgins. I don't like Mike the Virgin. No, I mean he's never gonna he was never gonna win this season. And I'm with you. I don't like, I don't like Greg either. Greg. Oh yeah, Greg, the Actor faker. Greg. Yeah. yeah. You can just tell, dude. And then like what the, then in this episode they made a slam where he's like more there for the bromance or whatever. Like <laughs> they were like bro, dude you're is not to- there for Katie. <laughs> like, bro, you're here to just hang out with people. <laughs> like he does not seem interested in her. And I don't like hunt, like, okay. Hunter having Tourette's serious thing. Glad he could tell her real situation. But all that shit when he was opening up about his ex-wife, barf, barf, barf. Red flags. <laughs> barf. barf. Only, only dude who I respected that opened up was, was Connor B. But even then I was like, bro, Connor B, you really going ham right now, my guy. At first I thought he was going to say he was not an alcoholic. I thought he was going to say he was like a heroin addict. And then he, then he went with alcoholic. And then he was like, well, what's left? And the dude was like, oh, I cheated on my girlfriend. My girlfriend when I was dude, drunk on a bender. She not Come choosing on. him. She not no, choosing she him. Choose him. And then like he did like his musical deal this week. So and brother, who's not who's not who's there for the wrong reason i don't fuck with yeah. the widower either oh well you don't like him but i mean he's gonna be the bachelor so it doesn't matter do you really think he's gonna be the bachelor uh i think he's definitely a front runner yeah he's not gonna go to paradise that's for damn sure katie I mean, loved katie was loving on him though well I'm, i think he's that's what i'm saying i think he's gonna be either top two bottom or top four or he's gonna be the guy who leaves early Mm, I could see him being the guy that leaves early. And, I, I fu- think, and fuck Caitlin Bristow. I'm with you. I don't fuck with Caitlin Bristow. <laughs> I'm finally we're in the minority on board. there, my boy. I'm finally on board. Everyone loves Caitlin Bristow, apparently. I'm, t- I'm Team Tasha. 
Now, interesting thing from what's going on in Paradise since the some of the interviews the the people who have gotten back from Paradise have been having, they haven't been able to give us spoilers, but the one thing that did leak out was that Wells has been doing the rose ceremonies mm. in Paradise. Okay. And he's pretty much been the person that they go to in the Chris Harrison role. And so, like, some of the contestants were like, yeah, I think they should make Wells be the permanent host. Maybe, maybe just a, a Paradise, but, like, I think I can see well, Wells being look at Wells come on to come up from radio host to now host of The Bachelor, putting himself in good positions. And who's his wife? Is he like Island. a power, power couple? Go, go West, man. West married a fine actress. Now you're about to be the host of the bat. That's how you come up. He, he yeah, kept his Wells. nose to the ground, man. That's what I told you. We needed you to go do. You need to be West. Now West doing your job. You should have yeah. went audition. We still got so, time. Yeah. We still got Wells time. killing it. Oh yeah, Wells, not not Wes. We're gonna send you to the to like the real world or to Big Brother. We're gonna we're gonna yeah, both I'm keep applying. We're gonna, we're gonna just Survivor. both keep applying until someone accepts us. You're not gonna go on Survivor. You're gonna fail. <laughs> we At least I lose some fail. weight. Yeah, that's a fact. I shit, I would fuck with that. But all right, yeah, that's pretty much everything. I was just I'm I'm hype on the Bachelor right now. The Bachelorette. It's been a pretty good season for them it to has. come back from that Matt James BS. I've been enjoying so. it. And I like Katie as a, as a person. I do. Sure. But I'm excited for Paradise. The, the cast came out for that pretty good. They got some of the best of Tasha season, some good ones from Peter and uh, Matt season. So we'll see how it all pans out. Carl, Carl will be in Paradise. Oh, fuck that guy. Wait, I think he'll Han- be first round out. Where's Hannah Brown at? Hannah Brown was on the Celebrity Dating Game. Oh, she Zoe was. Deschanel. She was the first person. She was. I thought she, is she not. Is she done with Bachelor and all that? Uh, I mean, it, Becca is supposed to be the first ever uh, lead who's going to show up on Paradise. Mm, okay, and that might be a spoiler for some people, but like I've heard that she's going to show up. So she would be. So usually, like for Hannah Brown's case, like she wouldn't show up in anything else. Man, maybe, the, maybe Matt James should have chose Katie Thurston. He was clowning. He, well, I mean, he cl- definitely clowned on her because, like, he took her on the friend zone date with Tyler C. Wait, like, so who else did, did Matt James turn down? Tasha too? No, 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 no. Who he turned he, down? He, Serena. Uh, what about the next Bachelorette girl? Isn't she coming up? Yeah, he turned. She turned. I was his top two was the racist chick and then Michelle, the Bachelorette. Oh, so Michelle's about to be the next one. Yeah, okay. she's new. Yeah, so hopefully they got a good casting for her. Yeah, true. All right, well, word, word, word. That's pretty much everything. Solid. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much everything for this week. So, what's going on with the Bros Who Think Network? Make sure you check out the most recent episode of the Bros Who Think podcast. Make sure you check out the most recent episode of Anime Talk, both dropped this week, and the new Never Less Than Ill episode. We talk all things rock, Marciano, New York hip hop artists. Be sure to check that out. Um, if you next- haven't been keeping up, uh, we aren't having that pitching match this weekend. Yeah, no pitching match this weekend. We canceled it. Uh, some work stuff came up for Ian, so we're going to reschedule it. We're going to get you the new pitching match soon. Next week, you should get another anime talk. I know because we're going back to back because we dropped late. Also going to try to get the run it back out for next week. Uh, usual suspects going to see. But other than that, that's pretty much it. You can follow me at LinBWT, Father Bros Who Think, at Bros Who Think. All right. Well, uh, you can follow me at Asia 14 on Twitter and Instagram, Letterbox, Adam BWT, when reviewed. Uh, well, Mexican Netflix has a whole bunch of different stuff on there. They had 
uh, the Dylan O'Brien movie, Love and Monsters. I reviewed that on Letterboxd this week while I was on vacation. I gave it, I believe I gave it three. Nice. Okay. It's three's good on Letterboxd. I might have given it two and a half because like, I might have like That's came back two. around. But it was like, it, it was. I didn't dislike it. I just, at the end of the day, it's like not, you know, the greatest movie out there, but like it wasn't a bad watch. Oh, you gave it a three. Okay, I did give it a three. Yeah, it, it wasn't a bad. It wasn't a bad watch. It was a pretty good one. Oh, so you watched Fear um, Street? I did watch Fear Street. Yeah, I guess I could talk about that. I watched. I did watch the first episode of Fear Street or the first part one of Fear Street. What did I give that? Three five. You gave that three five. Yep. Yeah, it's a stereotypical slasher. I really liked uh, some of the characters in it, but I don't like the spillover characters. So. We'll see how Fear Street Part 2 goes. I, I saw the trailer for Fear Street Part 2, and I just really don't understand like their idea for making it into the segmented parts because it's the first one is like 1994, and then it's going to go back to the 70s, and then it's going to go back to 66, and it's just like, why can't you flip that? Weird. Yeah, it started with 66, then 70. So, because like, I know who's like going to live. Yeah, that's... So weird i, don't, I never really like slashers when like you know for a fact who who it is that's gonna that's live i mean I of course that's you, why i didn't like the final because it was of course like, the, yeah of course the final girl usually lives but like sometimes you're wondering well who is the final girl mm-hmm. at least you had that in fear street part one okay like you're there's definitely people that you're like oh they're definitely not gonna kill that person and then they kill them and you're like what slasher all right, all right, all right. Well, I'm, I'll maybe but check yeah. this out. Now I'm just deep diving in the letterbox, seeing people's review of Black Widow, and I'm like, are you giving this a five? <laughs> but anyway, I hope everyone out there has a great week and catches us again next week for another Bros Who Binge. And as always, keep binging. Bye.